0: I'm Tyler, Mr. Poopy Pants, Dennering. I'm Connery, ding dong, the witch is dead! Hanson. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) I thought you would be the singing assassin, Hanson. Oh, right, yeah, the singing assassin. It's more fitting, but I mean, both of those are equally fitting. And this is a franchise. The podcast where we cover movie, where friends come together to cover movie franchises, both big mustache to extremely small mustache. Well, to no mustache this time. (laughs) Wait, who whose mustache?
1: I have no mustache today. Ryan has a light oh, mustache. I have a mustache. You, you mustache, have the thickest so mustache fine. this time, Tyler. I have <laughs> the strongest mustache, yeah. Tyler.
0: I have the strongest mustache, carrying on the legacy of the Naked Gun trilogy that we're doing now. Talking about masculine things. <laughs> I have the strongest <laughs> mustache so far. The most masculine way for me to die is for the, my math, for my pitiful mustache to strangle me. And we're talking about the Naked Gun. Two and a half, The Smell of Fear, mm. the second installment in the Naked Gun franchise. Mm-hmm. And with us today, if you haven't heard him already, which you definitely have, mm-hmm. is our good pal, back after um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and Ryan Help Ryan, <laughs> back <laughs> no. to the future part two. Yeah, 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 back to the future. That was the thing that I, that I talked about. Yeah, that about. was a
2: yeah, fun yeah. one. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm so good at hosting this podcast. Ryan Hasegawa. <laughs> yay. Thanks
2: for having me back, guys. Yeah, no
0: problem, dude. Thank you so much for being on here again. As Connery has said multiple times, you're his mom's favorite guest. It's
1: true. Yeah, she always asks me, when's Ryan Hasegawa coming back on? I'm like, I think he's coming back on for Naked Gun too. She's like, oh, yay, my
2: favorite. <laughs> Wait, me as a person or her favorite movie? <laughs> no, you
1: as a person. You're like one of her favorite guests, apparently, because she listens to the show oh, religiously. Interesting. Literally. That's great So congratulations, you're my mom's favorite guest That actually
0: makes my day (laughs) Aw, Go ahead, make my day Oh wait, you did make my day More than my
1: sister, who's been on this show twice
0: (laughs) (laughs) More than Connery, the co-host of the podcast
2: (laughs) Whose mother loves Ryan more I, I, like, I'm, I'm sure that your mo- mother's not this old. I just imagine just this, like, what's that nice fellow coming back? He seemed, he seemed to do a good job talking about the, the future of the pack.
1: She just turned off the podcast. Now I'm telling you that right now. She just turned it off. <laughs> hey, she's no longer. You're, your no, longer her, you're
0: no longer her favorite. You're no longer her favorite. It was worth Ryan. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> oh man. Well, welcome back, Ryan. Thanks. <laughs>
0: So your mom even like likes the episodes where we talking about boners and stuff. Right?
1: I, I told her not to listen to that one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, Batman Forever. Yeah, I
1: literally put. She's like, "Why just say this one's nasty? Like, why is it nasty?" I'm like, "You just just don't listen to it. We you just make it a dick. <laughs> oh, don't man. make me explain." <laughs> yeah, I was like, just don't. It's like it's it's a gross episode. You you don't want it. <laughs> uh, now that we've thoroughly talked well, about Ryan. my mom. <laughs>
2: You brought it up. <laughs> I did, I thought
1: you yeah. talked thoroughly. <laughs> I just meant to be a passing.
0: mom. Because I know that uh, <laughs> I'm full and clear because my parents listened to like one Hunger Games episode and didn't understand what a podcast was. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say instead... Ryan, how are you? How are you doing? Thanks for coming on the podcast again. Thanks. What's new with you? And by what's new with you, I mean what's new. new. Our new, our uh, newly branded edition of our longstanding segment. What's new? Yes. What's new? We've rebranded.
2: Um, not, not a whole lot. I mean, I had a nice, I had a nice Christmas holiday season kind of deal. Uh, I was able to see my girlfriend and stuff, and um, so I flew out to see her. So that was cool. Uh, had a had a white Christmas for the first time, so waking up to seeing like a snow covered like outside on Christmas morning was a was a cool experience. But yeah, otherwise I've just been like um, doing a lot of like editing work and stuff, just trying to stay busy. But yeah, and and watch and watching watching Leslie Nielsen movies now.
0: <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> <laughs> Have you been just like? Yeah, what what have you been watching or reading or listening to? Um, you know, are all those categories Leslie Nielsen
2: related? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've watched. So then, uh, on the flight to and from, Delta updated their movie list, so Ooh. I was able to watch some uh, some new movies. Thanks, Delta. Um, <laughs> I watched uh, Tenant uh, on the way on the way back <laughs> on
0: the plane. Wow,
1: <laughs> Christopher Nolan's preferred method here. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, this is
2: how if, Nolan if intended for me to anything's a plain movie, this. it's definitely Tenet. Yeah, but okay. And honestly, I was not a fan. <laughs> I wasn't either. I I stopped
0: uh, halfway
1: through. I got so bored.
2: I was so confused. And it it just like did the did the Nolan thing of like, wow, this is a lot of really cool plot points and not a whole lot of character, man. (laughs) Like, I really want to care about the things that are going on in this movie, but I just could not give less of a shit about these characters right now. Yeah, especially the one
0: female character who only cares about her son and has no character traits whatsoever yeah. other than that.
2: Yeah, but you know, honestly, her motivations made more sense than anybody else's in the whole fucking film. Like, she had something to actually give a shit about. The other two, I was like, "That's why fair. do you why why do you care so much?" Like, wh- like is okay, end of the world, I guess. But like, who fucking cares? No, I don't care. Like, save save this kid's son, Jesus yeah. Christ. Who are you doing this? For? Yeah, it is the most concrete thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and then oh and then after I was disappointed by that movie, I went ahead and because I saw you enjoyed it so much, Tyler, I watched Bill and Ted three. Oh, did
1: you not did you like
2: <laughs> it? I loved it actually. Good, I thought that, yay. that was Yeah. I thought I, I love Bill and Ted One. Two not as much, but one's definitely been yeah, a, a movie that my dad was like, You need to watch this movie. So <laughs> um so I I watched three b and I was like, Man, Keanu Reeves and uh it's, it's Alex Winters, right? Or yeah, 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 I was just like, "Damn, this is so much fun to watch." They're mm-hmm. just enjoying the hell out of these characters, and then the two actresses <laughs> that play their daughters are just so, so righteous, <laughs> so righteous. <laughs>
1: this makes me smile. We haven't talked I'll about Bill it. and Ted in a while.
0: Yeah, I mean, we did a whole episode on it, but I love that they're just in hell. It's just like, "How's it going?" Yeah, just, oh, we're in hell. Yeah. Uh, how's it going? Otherwise, it's we're good. good.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, glad we found you guys sorry about being in hell (laughs) what was the robot it's truly like oh uh oh man oh Uh, but it was like her ex ex ex-boyfriend's name or something like that (laughs) (laughs) a really weird plot point
1: yeah it's weird
2: Very good. I
0: think it's like it's definitely for me. It's like three one two. Like it's like the best sequel I could ever ask for. That came out like fifteen years later. Yeah, which definitely. I've said in previous episodes. I have a personal fixation on of like just sequels that came out fifteen years later. Mm-hmm. Right.
2: Yeah. This this one worked though, and I was really surprised that it worked because I was definitely scared that it would just like ruin <laughs> the like memory of what I enjoyed about the first <laughs> and second one.
1: Yeah. It's understandable. I think we were both having those same jitters before we were watching it, but it it proved to be all that and more. It was a great show. Good movie. And more. And more. And more.
0: Check out our Bill and Ted Face the Music episode. It's good. Who guessed it on (laughs) that? Is that just me and you, Tyler? It's just you and me. Yeah, mono y mono. We are the Bill and Ted. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So the young versions, old versions, and normal versions. We
1: are the Earth Zero Bill and Ted. It's
2: awesome.
0: We ourselves invaded Dave Grohl's
2: mansion. <laughs> the cameos were a pretty good utilization, too. Like, yeah. they never felt too, like, I don't know, unreasonably heavy-handed. They were just they were just good.
0: Yeah. Good combo. Kid Cudi, of all people. Yeah. I'm like, this specifically appeals to me. I don't know who else <laughs> it appeals to, but I really like this. Yeah. <laughs>
1: me, I like him on Comedy Bang Bang.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, so Ryan's got um, Traveling. Bill and Ted not the music. Tenet. and Tenet was okay. Uh, Ty, what about you? What's with you? Not
1: okay. He's like, "No, worse than okay." Uh,
0: <laughs> I would love to see Tenet in IMAX. Like, I I totally agree, Ryan. Like, I think the story, the screenplay, like the actual story is like a mess, but I still enjoyed watching it even though I just had to like forcibly turn my brain off. Did
2: you watch it in a theater <laughs> though sense. or did you watch it like No, no.
0: I watch it at home. Yeah. I, I have it. The special features are actually like really good, Ooh. and like honestly, almost better than the movie <laughs> if you watch it at home. But I'd love to see it in like. I just miss the days of seeing movies at like the IMAX, yeah. like the true yes. IMAX at uh, City Walk, yeah, in LA. Like that's where I saw gravity and like blew my mind. Ooh, yeah. And like mm. watching Gravity at home is just not the same as seeing it in yeah. IMAX. And I feel like
2: tenants the same way. Probably, so like yeah. I'd
0: love to see it again still. They'll probably re-release it yeah. at some point. I and, think the spectacle
2: know. is probably gonna be worthwhile like going back to see. I'm just saying like as a I guess as a as a story in a movie, it just I, I felt like it was missing a lot of a lot of things. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I definitely I think, I would def- I totally I think there's something definitely to be said about spectacle movies, and I think this is one of them. Mm.
0: I'd give it like, I, I think I did on Letterboxd, uh, i give it three out of five, but if I saw it on an IMAX theater, I'd probably give it at least three and a half, yeah. probably Ooh, four. jump off that just, just because yeah, it's cool. It's pure cinema. Pure cinema. 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 Cinemax. But yeah, Connery, what's new? Well, what's new with
1: me? Um, recently, I think maybe two days ago? I saw Bill Finger and Me, which is a documentary about Bill Finger, who's the unsung creator of Batman. Oh. Yeah, because a lot of mm-hmm. people say Bob Kane made Batman. He alone did it, but we kind of learned over time that, hey, this other guy had a gigantic hand in actually designing and the costume, oh. the bad guys, writing the scripts for all of that. But Bob Kane signed a contract with DC that said like he gets sole ownership of it but Ooh. Bill Finger actually did mm. pretty much all the iconic stuff for Batman so interesting he's the
0: illustrator right
1: uh no Bob Kane illustrated for all like, he was a writer he was a screen he was the writer for it <laughs> oh. mm-hmm. which I was interesting I thought he was the illustrator too and then after the documentary I was I was like oh he's the writer so he like made all those guys and mm. then he even like designed Batman's costume he's like Because that first, I guess Bob Kane had this guy in like a red jumpsuit and like shitty, stiff bat wings. He's like, no, it's a cape and it's a cowl and he looks dramatic. He's a creature of the night, blah, blah, blah. So Mm. obviously, that just appealed to me in general because I knew about Bill Finger, which I thought was fun, but I didn't know a lot of details about him. So it was really Mm. fun for me, a big Batman fan, just being like, kind of seeing this like man who basically died a pauper with like nothing kind of get his reward even posthumously, being like hey he he deserves a lot of credit for what he gave to us
0: yeah yeah absolutely um i remember that story yeah. of just like yeah bill finger not getting credit for the longest time mm-hmm. that's all i know from that yeah that was my situation um, too i'm pulling up an article from hollywood reporter right now saying i mean it's years old now this <laughs> but it says that uh they're going to give Bill Finger credit in Gotham and Batman be Superman. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like I thought they did that for like Batman 1989, but maybe they didn't. No,
1: they that didn't. Mm-hmm. That was like one of the big controversies. Yeah. They didn't do that. But other than that, I beat the very first Dark Souls, which was a little bit of an accomplishment for me because I never played that before. And I was like, this was fun. And it was hard, but worth it.
2: <laughs> nice.
0: Be good.
1: So uh, other than that, Tyler,
2: what's new?
0: <laughs> Fun fact, I still haven't asked Nick to, uh, Nick Baverka, the creator of our theme song, See, to make a, uh, little singer for this
1: But the thing is, Tyler, this
0: is, like, a month away, so you still have the chance to write the ship, you can make this happen <laughs> That's true I figure at this point, like, it's funny if there's nothing in the first two episodes, but at the third episode, people will be expecting yeah. it
1: Yeah <laughs> I think we were doing that during Shark Boy and Lava Girl, so th- absolutely, yeah. So you need we need to we need to get on this, like Bug Nick.
0: Uh, I've been watching mostly '90s action movies. Nice. I feel like that's just my kick. Like I've had this whole week off, mostly because my current workplace uh, is full of COVID, so nice. I haven't been there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I've been just at home. You know, I've been trying to put my uh, taxes, my all my receipts together, you mm-hmm. know all that fun stuff. I love it. Quarterly uh, taxes instead of doing it the day before taxes are due like I normally do. Oh, look at you, so proactive. Uh, yeah, I've been watching a bunch of '90s action movies. Um, I highly recommend things such as Broken Arrow, Ooh. not seen, which is stars Christian Slater and John Travolta, directed <laughs> by John Woo, from 1996. That's on Hulu, I believe. Mm-hmm. And virtuosity, I recommend that even more Never with uh, Denzel Washington and Russell Crowe. Whoa, Russell Crowe's like not even thirty at that point, Whoa. and he's just like a wild man. Like <laughs> he's truly unhinged. Take the name from a later movie he did. Um, that's great. I've just been really delving into '90s action movies. Um, my last one, I guess, is Passenger 57 on Netflix, which is a. Uh, Wesley Snipes' vehicle. Whoa! And I do love me some Wesley Snipes. So there's a lot of '90s action. I realized that I haven't seen before. You know, I've seen Face Off. Mm-hmm.
2: I showed um, Caitlyn Face Off the first time for the first time the other day. She was quite shook. <laughs> <She> <laughs> that's did, appropriate. should be. She did not know, know what the fuck she was watching. <laughs> off.
0: Yeah, it's great. It's so good. Um, and I'm kind of realizing that 90s action is kind of like the best, yeah. like, you know, not for like social optics, but like, yeah. but like all the explosions, like especially something like Broken Arrow, like, you know, he did Face Off right after that. And like Face Off, I think, I feel like is like the pinnacle of like American John Woo. Yeah. Like, I'm sure someone will correct me, but. Broken Arrow has so many good practical effects and they shot the whole last third of that movie on a train. And it's like, just imagining that, like having worked on a movie that like, I was traveling around the desert and stuff, like looking at, like working on, like traveling all around, like it would have been really cool to work on this movie. Mm-hmm. It's like the whole last third sequence like is on a train. So like that has this whole set of like different complications and everything. Ooh.
1: So, It's like our money train yeah. pitch.
0: <laughs> exactly. Or or The Last Crusade. Yeah, okay, cool. But, um, yeah, you know, just check out 90s action movies. They're good.
1: Give them a chance.
0: But I guess that segues into this 80s action comedy.
1: Oh, just a decade prior.
0: The Naked Gun. Just one decade. <laughs> it could be one decade in the future, but instead it's prior. Mm-hmm. The Naked Gun, two and a half. The Smell of Fear. But yeah, what did you guys think of this movie compared to the first one? Um Connery, I guess I'll start with you.
1: I liked this one more than the first one for some reason, which I feel like might be a little silly, but maybe because the first one I it was the first time I've seen this entire trilogy. So the first one I had no idea what I was getting into going into it. And I was surprised and at first I was kind of uneasy and I was like okay is this funny and then I think the second time around maybe it helped that I knew what it was and so I was able to kind of cut loose and laugh a lot more than the first one or at least by my own self-imposed need to be like I'm gonna examine this silly comedy critically the first time around and then I'm like it's it's just not you don't do that like you just laugh and sit there and guffaw and that's why I kind of let myself do this time around, but I enjoyed it
2: a great deal. Uh, Ryan, how about you? What did you think? So I, first of all, when I saw that you guys did the first Naked Gun, I was like, "Why the fuck did you ask me to talk about for Naked Gun? It's my fucking shit, <laughs> man. I fucking love Naked Gun." I'm guns. sorry, Ryan. It's because there's a baseball
0: sequence in the third act, and our friend Joseph Horn, who's the biggest baseball fan of all time, he's
1: possessed by I'd a baseball.
0: <laughs> he's possessed by a baseball. He's possessed by a gorilla playing baseball mm. whose name is mr go yes to
1: go i'm pretty yeah. sure you wouldn't let us live that down if we didn't have him on <laughs>
0: yeah but, but you might not
2: this... live a, let us live it down either <laughs> yeah
0: well i so mean thank you ryan you... for being a good sport and doing the second one instead of the first one
2: i i love the first and second one for sure the third one my memories are a little fuzzy but so then the the zucker brothers directed a lot of these comedies right these mm. like parody comedies yeah. and stuff and like airplane um this and they even went on one of them i think went on to direct like scary movie three and four um so these movies Mm -hmm. were actually like super big for me as a kid because my dad fucking loves these movies like this is like the (laughs) pinnacle of comedy for him like fart jokes and just like super weird like pop culture references and stuff this this is his like peak of comedy so he was like as a kid he was like you gotta watch these you gotta watch these movies i think you're gonna love them and that developed my sense of humor (laughs) so i don't know if that's a good thing like once you've seen the movie or if you're just like that you know that makes a lot of sense (laughs) but yeah it's mostly a good thing i think i think it's mostly a good thing park jokes are always good you know they're (laughs) relatively inoffensive yeah yeah so I, i i love i love these movies and i'm a little biased because of that like nostalgia connection and stuff but i love them i love how like how it just knows what it is and it's really mm. not trying to be anything different and it's just going, and it's such a, we're talking a little bit about this before we started the podcast, but like how dense of a joke filled movie it is. Like there's just so yeah. many like gags pushed into every frame that it's just, I, there's always something to look at and it's, it's just there. It's, it's got a ton of rewatchability just for that. and I, I love these movies.
1: Good. We're glad you're, you can champion this one.
0: Yes, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, speaking to that note, um, I like the first one better than this one. I'm expecting the third one to be better than this one in my personal perspective. Mm -hmm. But I'm curious on what Connery thinks, because I know talking before the podcast that you liked it more than I did. And I think it's in in part, it's because of the kinds of jokes that they have in this one. Yeah. Um, But yeah. Go ahead and elaborate, Connor. I
1: think this one plays... I'm the kind of person who likes things like... The crazier and more heightened something gets, the harder I laugh, usually. Like, I I love the Netflix series, I Think You Should Leave, and I think that kind of (laughs) plays, like, what this is a little (laughs) bit, too, with just... Everything is just heightened to such, like, an extreme, weird level. Like, I really... I guffawed right in the beginning. Like, he smacked the old lady in the face with, like, the door, (laughs) and... Barbara Bush, yeah, yeah. Barbara Bush.
2: And Dude, Barbara Bush gets the shit kicked out of her. He, in this she, movie. Does, like, she gets brutalized. Yeah, this movie. This she gets movie. destroyed.
1: Yeah. Like, every time like, I think I thought it was so funny, like he pulls a chair away and she just, like falls down. And I'm like, yeah. it was amazing.
0: I also watched this movie like a day after Capitol Hill was invaded, uh, so I'm just like super surreal. I'm like, oh yeah, like there's a bunch of <laughs> George Bush Senior jokes, yeah. like and. This sounds, this seems so strange it's considering so mild it's like, compared to what do you think yeah, you have to exactly. work with nowadays. It's no Diablo sauce from Taco Bell. It's mild sauce.
1: I was watching it and I'm like, this seems like a more professional and president than what's going on right now. Like, <laughs> this man seems normal compared to what was, what's what been happening. Yeah, this,
2: this, uh, this Bush impersonator.
1: <laughs> yeah, it seems normal. It's normal. Yeah,
0: with plenty of prosthetics.
2: Yeah. With plenty of
1: prosthetics. But yeah, I just thought it was great. Robert Goulet is in this, who plays, I believe, Lance <laughs> a lot in like the OG Camelot, the musical. One of my favorite musicals oh. ever.
0: See, my reference for him is mostly just Will Ferrell from Saturday and Saturday Night Live. That as well, you're like, hi, I'm Robert Goulet.
1: <laughs> yeah, Robert Goulet. Like, the most, like, extra. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's one of my favorite bits he does too. So I got a big kick that Robert Goulet was in this. And, you know, I don't know, like, it's it's just, like, hyper utter sill- silliness. I wrote down, like, a few lines that are just, like, verbatim I thought were just hysterical that we'll probably get to at some point. But I think the first little scene that made me scream was when he's like cracking open the lobster. And that itself is just like, okay, it's middling. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but when a- that is one of my favorites. It's, it's such a big lobster. Yeah. It's, yeah. Huge. it's like the biggest lobster of all time.
1: And like a piece of it flies into the butter during like w- yeah. the president's speech. And he just like looks both ways and he reaches his hand like into the butter and, like Starts r- fishing like, around for yeah, it. <laughs> and I screamed. I just couldn't imagine. I was just like, oh my god, it's so horrible. <laughs>
2: My favorite part about these scenes is that, like, there's... It's always and I love that they're doing this during like plot exposition like they're trying Mm. to set the scene and they're just giving you something completely different to be looking at so you're never really paying attention to like the actual plot of the movie you're just like what is Leslie Nielsen doing now and it's just I I don't know I think it's great because it's a great way to get through these slogging otherwise slogging like uh, like plot scenes
1: yeah because they're like talking about energy renewal stuff and he's like ripping open a lobster and pinches some lady's boob with like the claw pinches it (laughs) And then, like, like digs his hand to the butter, and I even when he's acknowledged, like, the and police sergeant Les- Leslie Nielsen's here, or whatever his name is, Frank Drebin. Frank Drebin's <laughs> here for his one thousandth drug dealer drug dealer killed. <laughs> he's yeah. like, he's just, like, <laughs> these are my favorite bits, like the, the obvious police brutality they're commenting on, and how they just like shoot to kill every single yeah. time. It's <laughs> horrible, but like
2: so heightened to the extreme. Well, the way I looked at it was that, and I think this is kind of like, again, what kind of influenced a lot of my humor now is that this kind of absurdist, like you just say something like fucking insane or fucking yeah. crazy. And it's just like, you can laugh about it because it's just like, he said what? Like... Yeah, it's like,
1: you and said that's... the most insane yeah. thing in the world.
2: And that's how like, I think I've gotten through a lot of 2020 is like, things are just happening. And I'm <laughs> laughing, not necessarily because like, I'm happy that it's happening, but I'm just like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it's like all you can do is laugh. Cause it's like it's just insane. Like it's either that you fall into a pit he's of despair. Like,
0: yeah, he's killed his a thousandth uh, drug dealer. He's like the last two I accidentally backed into and ran over. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, he's just like the last two I by mistake run over, but they turned out to be drug dealers, so it was <laughs> fine. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which plays into like the visuals of the first movie where he is, has a terrible driver and Parker. He's still and a terrible car just driver and flies movie. out.
2: Yeah. He like rolls up and like hits, like, I think he hits something in just about every scene he like rolls into.
1: <laughs> really, he knocks that car into like the
2: cement mixer. Yeah, it just like, and just, like starts <laughs> filling it up or, <laughs> Or like he rolls his car in and he doesn't put it in park and then it just kind of rolls away. <laughs> he's he's just like oh oh somebody better stop that car. <laughs> just completely unaware that it's his.
1: <laughs> that's in the first one. Yeah, that's great. There's like this big flaming airbag filled car careening down the street. Yeah, <laughs> he shoots uh, at it too. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, that's an amazing bit. That's one of my favorite thing in the first one.
2: <laughs> it's good. It's good. Uh, yeah, definitely. But yeah,
0: um, I definitely like the intro to this movie better than the first one because mm-hmm. the first one definitely feels like the intro. The first one definitely feels more like something in Hot Shots, mm-hmm. especially Hot Shots Part 2. I'm realizing myself that like I started watching Hot Shots the other day because I think it's on Hulu or something that I've only watched Hot Shots Part 2 but I've seen Hot Shots Part 2 like several times. But for some reason, I've never seen the original. I think just because of Comedy Central's programming mm-hmm. ten years ago. Hot Shots Part think is,
2: is better than one to be honest
0: yeah so it seems like um but yeah so this one seems more like in line with everything but it's also like its own little like bottle segment which like i like but then also it goes back to the original segment of the first movie of the police car like driving through everything yeah yeah And I think it's pretty funny, but, like, it's also just, like, based off of the first one. So, it's, like, okay, I get, like, it's doing that sequel thing, basically, Mm -hmm. where it's, like, oh, doing the same thing as the first one, but making it, like, more extreme in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, like, he gets birthed. The police car gets birthed. (laughs) right. Right. It's, like... I don't know like that worked like fine for me and I'm like oh it's like the same joke as the first one but they're just building on it but I guess that is just like a sequel thing so like did that work better for you guys than me
2: or it it still gets me it still gets me like I I don't know but it's it's also like part of the the, I I guess it's part of the branding and I'm excited to see that branding again so for me I'm okay with it but I could definitely see if like you kind of expected the same joke it's like maybe not as funny the second time around but Mm -hmm. it, it works for me. Yeah, same. I thought it was
1: funny when the cop car was birthed out. I thought I actually remember laughing at that, being like, "That's so cr- insanity!" Again, yeah. I I think insanity yeah. is funny. Or, yeah. You know,
0: I almost wanted one where it's like instead of the after the bumper cars, instead of like being birthed, it goes like they just go to hell, like Mr. Toad. <laughs> but there's also like 30 years of references, and like I feel like Family Guy does that stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So like just putting it yourself in the context of. 1990 mm-hmm. it is like really cutting edge at the same time yeah yeah
1: so we can get started with the film then tyler told me i got i, got, yeah. I have to take the lead on this one which is <laughs> i think i haven't done in a little while in one of these things but
0: that's true it's
1: true but i wanted to talk about some of my little personal favorite i guess lines which of course the first one being uh i think frank says to the police chief he says Lynn, he says, Oh, I hear Linda's pregnant again. And then the police says, Yes. And I find out, when <laughs> I find the man who did it, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going <gonna kill> to <laughs> yeah, was really it's good. It's good. Just a lot of things like that I really liked. um There's a whole lot. Of course, when he, he says like, they're at the bar, I think that's my favorite scene. They're at like, that dive, sad person yeah. bar. You're like the Hindenburg and the Titanic yeah. on the wall, and just sad men <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> And and the, and the, oh,
2: did you see the uh, the lady? Well, that, that would usually be like a casino, like walking around with cigarettes. But it's just yes. like alcohol, like drugs, and, and like bullets. I was like, <laughs> that's really dark. Yeah,
1: that's <laughs> horrible.
0: Well, it goes from like the Hindenburg to I don't know if it's the Titanic, and then it goes to
2: <laughs> Mister Rogers. <laughs> was that Mister Rogers? I couldn't rem- I couldn't figure out who that was. I was looking, like I was like, I oh, think odd. it was the, the references lost on me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was like, that's a man. I guess maybe he did something bad, or it's yeah. just sad. I don't know. <laughs> but there's the bit in that like, that I said is my opening line where Frank says, play our song, and then the guy goes, dang, oh, yeah. dog, what you said! <laughs> Yeah, the other one, the other one. Yeah, the other one there's, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because they're referencing Casablanca at the same time. Yep. Like, play it again, Sam, yeah. or whatever. And then this
1: line I wrote down verbatim, because I just, it's like one of the lines I actually Spent a lot of time laughing about, and it says, "I spent our, I spent my whole life savings by one thousand acres of rainforest, then had it chopped and burned yeah. to make our dream home." You think it's easy to displacing an entire tribe? You try it sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely horrifying. She's like this environmental person. And he's yeah. like, I bought thousand acres and then I chopped and burned it <laughs>
0: our house. This is a complete psychopath. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, getting a little teary.
1: All right. Mm. Uh
0: <laughs> I guess this stuff like it's like I get how that works, but I'm like so far ahead. I need to put my mindset in like that 80s mode, mm-hmm. you know? Or it's just like, "Oh, this is really sensational at the time." Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. But also apparently like David Zucker is like really <laughs> <laughs> really big into like electric energy and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, like with with cars and everything, like as in his personal life. So basically <laughs> All the jokes about electric cars later on. Mm. He's just like actually really really believes in them. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. I guess he's not just like satirizing
2: it. I was thinking about that too because like they have that. There's that one scene where he's like showing off. Like, I'm not worried about. Uh, he's like going down the list of like about this this <laughs> yeah. new light bulb that uses a quarter of the power. This super glass that is the equivalent of ten panes of normal glass. The electric car. And it's like the turnstile <laughs> with like the car show lady on it. I was like, where did they get an electric? Car or did they? And so now I'm thinking, like, was that just his own personal car? Yeah. <laughs> you like put on the on the With
0: solar panels on it. Yeah. Uh,
1: what other, what other bits I thought was good? Oh my god, there's. I'm just looking at my notes right now, and I like the part Robert Goulet's like, let me introduce you to somebody, and he shows Frank the double, and then he yeah. says, and these are the littles, their weekend <laughs> guests from out of town. <laughs> And I think the last one I'm going to mention, probably before we t- talk about something else and go a little free roam, is at the very end. He was like, "I want to live in a world where blah blah blah." blah, blah, blah. He's like, "I want to live in a world where I can eat sea otters and not feel sick afterward." <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Dude, there was one line at that end <laughs> thing where he's like, oh, I world, live in a world where my kids can go to the 7-Eleven and not need a translator I was That's like, oh my god it's horrible <laughs> I was like, oh my god <laughs>
0: <It's> <laughs> <terrible>. <laughs> yeah, I was very confused by that line as, as if it was like oh, it was like, is the point of that to be sensationalist to be like, make people think about it I think so, I think <laughs> or it's just an was absurdist it like a, I think it's an, an absurdist thing yeah, like, I don't, I don't think
2: he genuinely believes that, like, he doesn't want, like, immigrants working in 7-Elevens. it just, like, yeah. it's, like, this character, Frank Drevitt, is being yeah. this, like, ultra-hyper-American, like, yeah, kind of crazy person.
0: He's a total, like, Yeah, spaz- that's what I figured. <laughs> it's, like, the third beat in that joke, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it's, like, I feel like at this day and age, it's, like, hard to make that kind of a joke in a way where it's, like, people are just like, oh, like, what are you talking about? Like, they instantly question it. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, I mean,
2: the, the, a lot of parts of this movie, like, I mean, even you're mentioning you're watching a lot of 90s action movies, mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily age yeah. super well no. <laughs> for modern audiences. But, but the explosions are timeless. Oh, yeah, yeah. propane explosions will always be interesting to look at. <laughs> <The exceptions. laughs> always. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of the stuff, I don't know, I just have to kind of, like, I think a lot of it, too, that sells it to me now that I think about it is Leslie Nielsen's delivery. Mm-hmm. He's just so... Yeah like serious when he's doing all of the delivery like it's mm. he believes so much in it but his face is so expressive in kind of this goofy way that kind of softens it and makes it into a joke like this yeah. guy is somebody that is like it's like we don't want to be frank dremen like he's kind of an idiot but like, <laughs> that's, that's that's the joke right like mm? and
1: like you know he's an idiot so when he spouts stuff like that you're like he's such an idiot like why would you say that? Like, nobody actually believes that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, and how many people did he kill again just even getting to the stage? (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) Or that scene where he's trying, where he tries to, the, the, the double gets caught already and he goes on stage when the the real Mr. Durdsley is, is there. Oh, I'm so
0: glad that you mentioned the Mr. (laughs) Durdsley because I was like, oh shit, that is. I'm glad that you said Mr. Durdsley because I wrote the same thing. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Good but when he gets when he gets on stage like I'll show you he has this is the real guy he has the mark of whatever on it on his butt or the
2: the, birthmark or whatever and then he gets out the steel wool
1: (laughs) I screamed I I thought it was so (laughs) horrible and bloody I was so glad it did not because I was like oh my god he has steel wool it's horrible yeah (laughs) oh yeah so just a lot of that stuff made my kind of made my day a little bit, just that just utter insanity. This movie just kind of chalked up, or cranked it up to, like, 11 from the last one, which I was all here for.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it definitely has that, like, sequel thing where it's like, oh, how do we amp this up? Like, let's start it in the White House instead. (laughs) Or let's have, like, a huge lobster, or... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, just, like, a lot of things that make it, like, amped up, basically, Mm -hmm. from the first movie, like, there's some continued gags, like I said, with the cop car going into, like, all the different places, and then there's also, like, all the um, body tape marks, you mm-hmm. know, like, like the, the crime scene thing. It's just, like, a, it's a continuation of the
2: first one, mm-hmm. but I guess
0: it's still pretty good. It's just, we've already seen that at the same time. I don't know.
2: Yeah, and I think, too, a lot of it is that, I think at the time, like a lot of pop culture references are just things that are not necessarily going to have the same punch, like when it was Mm -hmm. fresh, when they first put it out and stuff. So especially for us, I know that some of the jokes are definitely flying over my head and the Mm -hmm. ones that are like kind of landing as like funny political things. I'm kind of like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, yeah, we've, we've heard it before. It's, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, that's something that we've seen. So it's not necessarily new uh, in that sense. So I can see how that might have not aged quite as gracefully as some of the fart jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Fart jokes are timeless. And I really appreciate
0: that one guy in the mob at the end being like, it's a cookbook. It's a cookbook <laughs> <laughs> to the thing that says to serve man. That's like that's just like a throwback thirty years before. Like I feel like the eighties was obsessed with the fifties and now like We're obsessed with the eighties. At least the tail end of the twenty tens were obsessed with the eighties. Yeah. So it's like a weird like callback to a callback mm-hmm. yeah. at this point. <laughs> so yeah, it's like
2: two jumps two jumps before it.
0: But I also like I feel like in general like the jokes in this movie compared to the first one are much more Sexual and racial, I think.
1: Hey. Uh, definitely like, sexual. So, like, definitely so, like, sexual. Yeah, definitely more sexual, yeah. Yeah. They have that. They spend, like, a long time on that, like, on the, like, cutaway montage ga- gag when they're having yeah. Frank and the lady are having sex, and they just spend, like, that long time just on, like, the suggestive, like, movie montage. I still really enjoyed that. Yeah. I still it's laugh still
0: really funny. fucking hard at that. <laughs> That's one of the better parts, for sure. Yeah. I like it when they're in the sex shop and then, uh, <laughs> Like the police chief pulls up, like the <laughs> chainsaw oh, the, that's like also a dildo. That's yeah, the reciprocating
2: <laughs> saw. It's like the jigsaw with the di- with the dildo at the end of it. And yeah. it's like still <laughs> vibrating as he puts it down. and Is like, whoa, what is this?
1: <laughs> I think I might know the gross thing you're maybe thinking about, Tyler. In like the fight scene, where like they're in the in the in the main lady's bathroom, and she's taking a shower, and they both like look at her naked to like break the fight scene, where it's definitely like, all right, come on, yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, yeah, that too. It's like there's a lot of stuff in this movie that's like, yeah, all this stuff is actually sexual assault in Mm. this day and age. And uh, good for for good reason, but I still like the singing assassin just because he's really into like singing the song yeah. and like mm-hmm. actually has an emotional response to her singing yeah. it. Like he's he's really into
2: the song. Snaps around, his snaps Sna- about him out of deciding that he's going to kill this lady.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's what I was like I'm like well that'd probably be me too if I'm like I'm like okay this is my job I'm an evil assassin. This some woman starts singing beautiful so I'm like oh, I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna sing. I like this song. I like this song. <laughs> What if she was singing shanks? I would have to immediately tell her there's someone trying to kill you and I will help you stop them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, would you shoot yourself out? Right yeah, I'd like... shoot myself right in the gut and I'd be like, it was
1: me! <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's
1: the twist of the movie. I,
0: I do like the, like, at the sex shop, The where <laughs> it's like, I forget what Frank says originally, It was just like, Oh, like it's like a it's like a scummy place, and then the, the employee like, "Hey, Frank, I have your model D eighty three shirt grip <laughs> suck machine
2: ready for you."
1: Right? He's just like, "Not now, not now." I actually,
2: I actually like before that when they're in the like police station and they're talking about like where it is, and they're just like, "Ooh, they probably go to the he's he's in the red light district." Is like, I wonder what he's there for. And then the police chief is like, "Sex?" And he's like, "Not now, Ed." <laughs> <They laughs> yeah. way. Well, maybe maybe later, Ed. Not right now. like those little quippy like just putting a complete halt on the actual plot for that one joke is like Mm. totally worth it for me (laughs) there's
0: another line like that yeah there's like a lot of jokes like like that specifically where i'm like 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 that joke in particular i'm like is it like like what's the intended response i guess basically because it's like oh like it could be seen as homophobic if you're laughing a lot at
2: that you know but
0: at the same time it's like it's still just like nonsensical mm-hmm.
2: I, I still see so it as absurd. like i, I think yeah, that it's just yeah. kind of like breaking. you it's it's trying to find it's that uh like it, like an airplane they have that um what's what's it called it's it's the like, toward the end it's like surely you must be serious I, I, i'm serious don't call me surely like that kind yeah. of like what and just kind of it's yeah. that kind of like wordplay in the middle of the thing where it's just trying mm-hmm. to like just trying to like flip it on you real quick and then not really address it and just move on
1: yeah, and I don't think it's homophobic because he's not like disgusted. He even says like maybe later, but we, like we we have work to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like the first one where like uh, he's like pulling down the uh, umpire's pants or whatever to like put on his disguise, and the other guys, the janitor is like, oh, don't mind me, gentlemen. Like this is totally normal. Yeah, like that's like I don't know. Like the more older movies I watch, I'm like, oh, you know, there's like a fair amount of movies where it's like not as like offensive as. <laughs> as i thought it would be but basically um yeah same thing with this scene basically where along with uh vernon dursley mm-hmm. where she's like <laughs> she's just saying like oh like she he's just so much man but like you wouldn't understand that and he's just yeah. like well, gets all yeah. hot under the collar <laughs> and it's really funny yeah he's like "Mm, mm, i wouldn't understand that you're right
1: yeah you don't don't know my life
0: yeah it's like honestly 80s dude good for you Mm
1: -hmm. congratulations (laughs) being yourself in that day and age
0: (laughs) yeah so there's like definitely that like little minor thing of sensationalism amongst all that stuff but at the same time it's not ai don't i don't think it's offensive yeah. I don't know. I don't think so yeah. either. It has that like very thin line thing, you mm-hmm.
1: know. It'd be different if they really harped on it and was like, I'd yeah. never have sex with you, ew. And it was just outright horrible. Yeah. But he's just like he kind of says it in passing. He like he's like, uh yeah. maybe maybe later. Like not not just not right now. <laughs>
0: yeah. And I- but to that point I I like Vernon's uh <laughs> the Vernon doubles wild hair. <laughs> I knew oh. you'd love that. As soon Did as he you, undid his hair, I was like you Tyler's gonna like? right now. <laughs>
2: cause like bringing it back to harry potter you know who he looks like he looks like fucking uh hagrid no peter uh Fe- who's the guy peter that turns a fucking rat yeah peter pettigrew yeah <laughs> i was like i was like dude is that- that's true and then making yeah. this like a fucking harry potter reference right now? no it's fucking impossible <laughs> like what the fuck what am i watching <laughs>
0: Uh oh, Peter you Yeah, Pretty Wild. Um, that actor, whose name is escaping my mind right now for some reason. I'll come back to it. But he's also in King Ralph this year, a movie that I dearly love. Have King you guys Ralph. seen King Ralph? No. I only know about Ralph the Mouse. Are you guys aware of King Ralph? No. Ugh. King Ralph the Mouse is terrifying, Connery. Shut up, it's Um, good. I don't even know what episode we talked about Ralph the Mouse. But King Ralph is a movie about John Goodman, the New Yorker, who becomes the king of England because all of the royal family in England gets electrocuted during a photo shoot. Mm. (laughs) So he becomes the new king, and it's great. And Vernon Dursley is the, like assistant to king ralph played by john goodman and he's just like a sloppy new yorker who loves pizza and plays <laughs> piano it's an excellent movie i just looked it, it up. was on peacock at some point i highly recommend it it's so good
2: oh, and the, the <laughs> it's, actor's it's name uh who plays Ber- <laughs> Vernon dursley is uh, richard griffiths who passed away sadly in 2013 oh
1: yeah oh yeah, yeah. that yeah. makes me sad i thought he was yeah. still with us he was very you- old in that last yeah, Harry great. Potter movie though
2: yeah, I mean he made a he made a lot of fun characters to, he to watch.
1: He really did. God bless him. Good man.
2: Yeah. yeah, he's great.
0: Like I only knew him from Harry Potter, and then like looking back, it's like oh yeah, Naked Gun. He has a lot to do in this movie, and King Ralph. But like especially in this movie, he's playing two parts. He's like throughout the whole movie. He even does the whole like uh the whole like musical sequence basically. Yeah, right
1: yeah. with the with the mariachi band. Yeah.
2: I was really, I I was really entertained by the Mario Japan sequence. Just, I think I was really entertained with uh, uh, how how into it like OJ gets. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's another thing we need to address is like OJ <laughs> Yeah,
1: I'm being very uncomfortable with him the first time around, and this time I'm still a bit like, and there's OJ. Yep.
2: <laughs> and he's so unreasonably likable, but you're just like, but it's OJ. Fuck. <laughs>
1: exactly. Like, I'm like, yeah. If you weren't definitely a murderer, I'd probably like you a little bit more. <laughs>
2: Dude, when, when he came on screen in the first movie, I was, I was also showing Caitlin that. I was like, the juice is loose! And she was the like, what? He's in this movie? I'm like, yeah, he's like one of the three main, like, like police officers.
0: Yeah. Nordberg. Nordberg. For me, uh, yeah, it's like, i was just like, well, you know, at least... At least. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know, at least he's getting like run over most of the time. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he's definitely getting... like regardless of what like your opinion is on that man, like he's still going to prison again for stealing stuff. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. Like regardless of your opinion on him, like I don't know. You, you don't he know. still just gets beat up a lot in this movie. It's like which isn't good but at the same time it's like if you murder someone and you think that then it's it's fine yeah. but he gets beat up a lot he builds his underneath a truck for most of the movie yeah. he
1: builds that big gun
2: yeah he just continues yeah, to like true. build his like tiny little <laughs> pistol like a, a rock, like a fucking like anti-aircraft yeah. cannon <laughs> the,
1: the one bit he did that i thought was genuinely funny and i did laugh at yeah that was the best part what else do we have here um i, I feel like this movie's really short it, i i know it's an hour and a half long but like it to me really breezed by like yeah, i only have like clear. maybe one and a half pages of notes to be totally honest
2: yeah i mean a lot of it is just i mean it's just a vehicle for a bunch of like side gags and really quick like one-liner jokes and stuff mm. so it's it's not like it's not the most I guess, complex movie in the world. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's just a super great vehicle for all these, like, little little giggles along the way.
1: <laughs> well, I talked a little bit about my favorite bits. Ryan, Tyler, can you guys find any, any of your favorites uh, out of this little movie here?
2: Um, I definitely think that, like, yeah, I... I it's a lot of my the bits that are my favorites are like super immature like i definitely laughed way harder than i should have at the sex scene like and i think i'm laughing so hard at it because i remember as a kid that was the portion that my dad was like all right we're gonna just uh breeze through this part real quick you're not gonna understand these jokes anyway (laughs) so watching it now it's like a little bit fresher and i'm just like watching like the train going go into the tunnel tunnel. (laughs) i just have a hard time containing myself and then they do the whole like ghost like like making a yeah, clay the... pot like three sets of hands are like coming and in the...
1: and a foot's there. It's yeah. just insane.
2: And then it just like goes way too fast. They start spraying them with <laughs> um with uh... oh yeah that's that's the that's the part that I find funny where they spray them with clay. And then it's I think it's great that I think a lot of these movies know Leslie Nielsen is not like a hunk but yeah. he's supposed to be, like, this strong leading man, so they mm. reference that he's not really that, when, like, the sex scene, when they, like, cut to his body, and it's, like, just this, like, <laughs> ripped, yeah. like, fucking, good. like, Lou Ferrigno <laughs> looking dude, and
0: then he's, like, just <laughs> flexing Rigno his, like, pecs, like, just
2: squeezing them together Lou so Furno. hard, and she, like, <laughs> and then they cut back up comparison. to him, and you see his, like, kind of, like, saggy old, 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 old man. man shoulders and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh
1: yeah that, that's yeah. a good bit um
0: i would I would add that to myself like the the sex metaphors and everything like I'm like all right, roller coaster, oil derrick. Some of this stuff works uh, not as well as others, but, like, I still get it. And then, like, like, I was, like, being, like, annoying about it, being like, all right, like, some of these things work for the sex metaphors. But then just, like, when the guy does the basketball dunk at the end, it's just so funny to me because it just doesn't make any sense. So it's just, like, the least sexual thing. It's like, oh, yeah, like, the train going into the tunnel is really obvious at this point. Yeah, But just somebody doing a basketball dunk with all these fireworks behind them is just really funny to me for some reason.
2: <laughs> it kind of goes in line Duncan. with the things that I see you laugh at, though. <laughs> just, yeah. the, just the yeah. left field kind of thing.
0: <laughs> like the, the pottery scene, yeah, that definitely made me laugh. Um, <laughs> the whole sex shop scene made me laugh a lot. The giant artillery thing with OJ yeah. made me laugh a lot. And then there's just some stuff that doesn't work as well in total. Like the... <laughs> Like the nuclear energy advertisement, I'm like, all right. Like overall, this is too much, but like, I still like that the dog had two tails. Like that that (laughs) was that
2: was the punchline that really did it for me. I I I didn't
0: even notice that. Yeah,
2: yeah, Yeah. because the dog jumps up and then it's like wagging both tails like side to side. It's just like it's safe. (sighs) It's. I like the first commercial better where
1: they're training like the captains of oil ships like this floating natural disaster natural time bomb yeah
2: Yeah, they're all just basically doing like a field sobriety test to make sure they're not drunk
1: (laughs) there's like in the little like floaty boats pedaling around in this like little pool
0: (laughs) um another segment yeah because like i feel like if we go through the plot of this it's just like I feel like this is probably like the least substantial movie. Yeah. <laughs> like the first one had more of a plot. Yeah. But I liked that uh, <laughs> he's interrogating all the people he shot. Yeah. All the henchmen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the guy's like, You're too late, Draven. And he's like, He already said that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where did he leave off? Like the, like, the henchman is like, Wait, where did, where did the other henchman leave off with like the yeah. information for the
2: plot? Who else in
1: here is almost yeah. dead? <laughs> no, that <laughs> Sorry, part got me.
2: He was just like, Oh, who else is here is not the brink of dying <laughs> the, in the just waddles on over
1: to him. <laughs> waddles, that's a good word for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. I don't know, guys. What it's like I feel like this movie is is very thin in like retrospect. Yeah. Like it's it's not something you really dive into. It's very shallow. Like all it is it is like it's it's the bits and and yeah. that's what makes it good. Mm-hmm. But I feel like unless we're reciting verbatim all all the lines like we did in the first one, Na- the first Naked Gun with Joe.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like the plot is very, like, more thin than the first movie, like you said. And it kind of just, like, wraps around, around, like, <laughs> George Bush Sr., the president, yeah. like, at that time. It's like the beginning starts with him, and, like, the ending is with him, and it's just, like, kind of like... I don't know. There's like some funny joke about like hoping the Democrats actually yeah. elect
2: someone that like it's is worth voting it. for, yeah. and like same. Dude, uh, I I yeah, I laughed really hard at that because because where we're at right now, and then I also mm. laughed. at Like Barbara and, and George Cedar like looked at each other like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: All hey, another historic one elect one uh, one term president. president. Yeah. Yes, George Bush Senior. I think the last one, but um. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. The reading stroke in the love muffin. I <laughs> <laughs> was,
2: yeah, I like I like the cover art with the fucking uh, cupcakes <laughs> with the little like cherries on top.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like it. Like, it's probably not okay now. Like a lot of the, some of the humor I feel like is very tampered. by like the things we think is funny now, you know, mm-hmm. says so like Vernon Dursley, <laughs> Richard Griffiths is, like, flying over the moon in his wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, for E.T. With, yeah, T. like, E.T., like e. yeah. But at the same time, it's, like, he's not actually handicapped in that because he's the double for it, mm-hmm. so... It's okay.
2: Yeah. I don't, I, like I said, a lot of the things, like, yeah, they definitely probably do not age. Like, if I were to write... I, I think it's a movie that kind of exists in and of itself for its time period, but it's definitely mm-hmm. not a movie that you could, like... I mean, I don't think even Airplane you can recreate no in nowadays so it's I just think kind they of tried like to do lot. airplane yeah, with a bunch of youtubers I mean, there's there's certain they.
0: parts yeah it, there's certain parts yeah for sure like yeah, yeah for sure but like i feel like the first one is more a little more timeless than this like this one like definitely jumps for like the very like contemporary jokes
2: yeah i, well, I think mm-hmm. the first one has the benefit of like they knew that this was like they, they they wanted to make fun of like cop procedurals and so that's what they kind of started with yeah and mm-hmm. then once they finished it like the they got those jokes out of them that they're like okay well we need to like continue kind of the same uh same thing but we might not have necessarily so many jokes about cop procedurals or whatever so we need to mm-hmm. like kind of spread our things out and maybe the jokes aren't as aren't as timeless as the first one but yeah, yeah
1: they got more political and, and the essence of that is that it doesn't have a staying power that something as basic as a cop procedural does because you're like i know yeah, what a cop yeah. procedural is but politics is like very of the time
2: yeah yeah it, it'll hit different <laughs> mm-hmm It got more of a, like,
0: political, sexual, and racial, I think, Mm. in ways that, like, are very good at the time, where it's, like, even they're talking about boxing, and, uh, Nick Drebin's like, like, I just know to not ever, bet on the white guy. guy." I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, that's true, you know, but it's just, like, it's not even really that... Funny, no. but like at the time, was this funnier? I'm not Probably, sure. Probably, you know? yeah. I mean, I, I
2: definitely giggled at the whole name play where they were just like, "Go no South Dakota." <laughs> it was from yep. Virginia. Oh I yeah, to beat them in, that part's beat good. Them in Houston. <laughs>
1: very who's on first kind of talk
2: yeah yeah and it's just that Absolutely. ridiculousness and that it just keeps going yeah. <laughs> I do I do really like like
0: the uh, the losers bar or whatever where it's just like it's good <laughs> yeah it's just like the the blue lounge or whatever yeah. it's called mm. where it's just everyone's really sad and then he's just like play our favorite song and he's just like ding dong no, like the most <laughs> annoying way to play the song ever <laughs> it's really good there's a lot of really good stuff but it's like other parts i'm just like this is so 80s where like he drops off the two tropical drinks to the guy who's just like Mm -hmm. i just feel so lonely and then like looks at the guy and he's mad i'm like all right Mm -hmm. like this is not age like this isn't even like i i'm not even trying to sound like i'm like offended in any way but it's just like it just didn't make me laugh, you know. Yeah, yeah it didn't, totally it didn't make
1: me crack a smile either. I was just kinda like, eh, you know, it's 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 like the lame homosexual jokes that get thrown out in the eighties. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's just like, ooh, what if two men kissed? I'm like, Yeah, that's that's fine. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's like <laughs> But it's so. also me like just being born in this generation. So yeah. it's hard to judge those kind of jokes, you know. Exactly.
1: But I think the reason why I'm like this movie maybe hit me a little harder in like the, the funny bone was again, I think absurdist humor is just jack jacked up a whole bunch. And I there were just more moments in this where I laughed harder than I did in the first one. Where the first one I it was like a continuous chuckle for me where I'm was like, it? haha, aside from like when nesley Nielsen yeah. burned down the bad guy's house basically which I like was dying <laughs> and, like, <laughs> Yeah. That, that part's amazing. But <laughs> this one I had like more spread out moments where I was actually like cackling to myself and actually trying to like commit certain lines of dialogue to memory and being like that is just too stupid good yeah but uh yeah I I though I understand completely Tyler it it definitely is it's of its time it has a lot of uh a lot of bad bits to
0: it that in my opinion maybe hopefully we could all erase from time but I mean, I don't think there's anything really in this movie that's, like, necessarily, like, I mean, whatever. It's just my perspective is, like, a white man, so it's, like, it doesn't really (laughs) fucking matter. But I just mean, like, in in that way where it's just, like, yeah, I don't think there's anything in this movie that's, like, cancelable, you know? It's just, like, kind of, like, it doesn't work as well. Yeah, Yeah, there there are bits that walk the line where you're like, all right.
2: Yeah, and it's just not as good writing. Like, it's just not a particularly, like, good joke. But, I mean, again, we're kind of judging it from, like, current perspective. Mm -hmm. so that's why it kind of works as a time capsule (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah absolutely it's like in the time capsule i'm like i don't mean that even in a way where it's just like i don't mean that in like a defensive way i just mean like yeah like i i'm limited on my perspective but like one of my favorite jokes in this movie is (laughs) them talking about the six foot three mustache Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. like that's just totally nonsensical but like they're like, now, Jane, what can you tell me about this man you saw last night? He's Caucasian. Caucasian? Yeah, you know. A white guy. <laughs> a mustache. About six foot three. it's like, I'm overanalyzing the part where he's asking about him being Caucasian. I'm like, do you guys not know what that means? And I'm just like harping on that too much, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it ruins the joke for me, but like I really like the joke of this Six just foot a giant mustache. mustache. <laughs> I like that idea of just a really big mustache. <laughs> Six foot three. So mustache. I don't know. It's really interesting being in like twenty twenty one and like looking at like a movie that's from the eighties. Yeah I yeah. guess. Like an eighties comedy in particular. Um I, I don't think there's actually anything in this movie that's like I might be wrong, you know, but like I don't think there's anything in this movie that's like inherently like really disrespectful to any kind of group you know Mm -hmm. I don't sense a lot of like ill intent there to be honest yeah Yeah, it's just making like some light jokes and stuff throughout but um I don't know it's interesting seeing like what works that what's still funny now and what's not I guess this came out in 91 so it's not an 80s movie
2: Uh, I mean it was probably written in what like 90 or so it's not it's it's right at that border of the two but I mean yeah, yeah it's yeah, I mean, it'll it'll be interesting to see what things age well and what doesn't age well from 2020. Actually, I'll take that back because all the pandemic jokes are not going to age well <laughs> moving, moving forward after <laughs> a certain yeah, point absolutely. in time. But uh, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see like the same perspective on stuff 20 years from now.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's like, I don't want to get like too into that. It's like, like even the joke where it's like, oh, go, like he says on top of everything, like going to a Seven Eleven without an interpreter, you know, yeah. like, like we said earlier, it's like, oh, I'm probably just reading too much into this because I have such so much like Twitter brain yeah. and like, I'm reading too much into it being like, oh, like, what does that mean? Yeah. Like, what is he actually saying? It's like, oh, maybe he's just like trying to be, this is just a sensationalist, uh, a sensationalist joke that doesn't really mean anything, yeah. you know?
2: Yeah, but I mean, there could, that could be something that somebody else doesn't necessarily care for and doesn't like, and I think they're totally, you know, justified or you know, uh, validated in that feeling. It's just to me, I guess, the way I received it was more of an absurdist kind of like, look at how crazy this guy sounds, kind of deal. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's that's just how I received yeah. it, and that's you know, that's up to interpretation because that's the wonder of film and the wonder of mm-hmm. art <laughs> <if laughs> cinema. Wanna... Well, that was like
0: my gut. That was my gut reaction of being like what yeah. and then i'm like oh wait like maybe it's just an absurdist thing yeah <laughs> and yeah. then i looked into it and it's just like oh like uh, david zucker or whatever like made <laughs> like a conservative comedy called an american carol where <laughs> one of the like kevin farley was being uh oh man what's his name the documentarian oh like, um, uh,
2: fucking uh michael moore right michael, yeah, yeah, yeah michael
0: moore yeah, and, like, I don't know if you ever saw that movie. It's, like, it was, like, a conservative comedy where, like, even Bill O'Reilly has a cameo. And I'm just like, all right, Jeez. like, maybe this guy is actually conservative. But, like, at the same time, I don't think this joke... Like, I, I'm, I'm analyzing this way too much, and I feel like that's, like, present-day brain, where it's like, you know, maybe sometimes jokes are just jokes. Yeah. And I don't need to analyze this as nearly as much as I need to. I mean, again, I am just, like, white dude talking about this, so, like, take that with a grain of salt. I don't know obviously everyone's perspective but at the same time like it's okay to step back a little bit and just like look at the time and like oh no you didn't actually mean anything by this it's just uh it's just an absurdist joke you know? mm-hmm. yep just
1: being silly the character himself is so ridiculous that anything that comes out of his mouth you're like he's stupid why would anyone think that it's, yeah. it's just how, I, how I take it at least
2: yeah I mean yeah like you said calling back to that like <laughs> I bought, like, how many acres of an Amazonian rainforest and burned it down, destroyed it. To, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, Build their yeah. dream home. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, it's obviously, like, making fun of, like, someone who's just like, yeah, this is justified. I should, yeah. I should have a rainforest home just like all the other people, you know? Yeah, exactly.
1: And he displaces, like, a whole tribe to yeah. do it. It's yeah. just, he's like, an a- it's like an absolute monstrous thing yeah. to do.
2: <laughs> Said in super jazz, like, in passing. And,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah such a good bit like god damn that one made me laugh so hard
0: <laughs> was that your favorite park probably
1: that that and like the i will i, I want a world where i can eat a sea otter and not feel
2: sick
0: afterwards <laughs> <I> think... <laughs> like,
2: does he, he feel does he to... feel sick because the sea otter is polluted or does he feel sick because <laughs> he ate a sea otter
0: <laughs> that's what i'm like
1: is this sea... i didn't even think about the pollution aspect of it i just oh, thought like he I was like it. he was like eating like or just Eating a sea otter makes you sick, or like he's sick at the idea that he ate a sea otter. So it's like he wants to live in some apocalyptic world where it's okay that he ate yeah. the sea otter. I was like, I don't know.
0: <laughs> It'd probably be really oily either way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that blubber. It, it,
1: if if we've reached, I think our. I feel like we've we've talked so much about that. Not so much, but like we've really microscoped this movie, and it's only been an hour.
2: <laughs> but this is the I most think, in-depth conversation about the naked gun two and a half that's ever been had i i
1: totally agree Kinda, with you, honestly yeah. i think our game this time on the subject of eating a sea a world war sea lion or sea lion sea otter won't make me sick if you were forced to eat an exotic animal Ooh. what animal would you eat
2: oh shit
1: I know, Tyler, and you're a vegetarian, so you're, I don't want to compromise you here, but you have to eat an exotic animal. Animal. An orangutan. I knew you oh picked that. Why? <laughs> an intelligent animal.
0: Because it's like the most egregious act against <laughs> all of <the> animal kind. <laughs> to eat a great ape, it would just be terrible, and I hate it, and I don't want to think about it. <laughs> but if I had to eat any animal... I'm a I'm an ardent vegetarian, but it would just be like, well, if I'm going to do anything, I would just eat my best friend, <laughs> Charlie the ape, you'd eat Charlie the orangutan, <laughs> Connery. If you were in the Planet of the Apes universe, you'd be an orangutan.
1: I oh, thank you, I'm flattered. Uh, I think you would probably be. I see you as like as like a gorilla, Tyler.
0: Huh.
2: Interesting.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't want to pay. I don't, I I don't think I'm you strong a, enough. Yeah, very strong but
0: i don't think i'd be strong enough oh maybe you're
1: just maybe not just but you probably also maybe chimpanzee as well i see that
2: chimps are really strong though chimps are like well all monkeys
1: are strong
2: (laughs) (laughs) apes apes together strong together strong i don't know you want to be a bonobo did you get um richard lamb on here to talk about any of the planet of the apes movies
0: Not you yet, but we to. will. You, don't
2: worry. You need to. He
0: was on. uh He was on Bill and Ted
2: too. Oh, Bill and wow, Ted's that was a great choice.
0: But we need him to be on an actual ape episode. You
2: have to have him. on. If you don't, I'm never coming on this podcast ever again. <laughs> wow. Maybe we'll do it. <laughs> well, in September, it'd be ridiculous then. if
1: we didn't have him on for Planet of the Apes. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> it'd be yeah. great. So Tyler wants to eat an orangutan one of nature's most i don't want to that sounds like <laughs> the worst possible thing
0: i'm just saying if i was gonna eat an animal i would just be like you know i may as well fucking eat myself and just like fucking shoot myself like it's like the worst thing ever to eat an orangutan our,
2: our Argent carnivore tyler dennering says he wants to eat all the orangutans <laughs> <laughs> in lo- in that's of- the only
0: meat i will eat is <laughs> orangutan meat
1: You'll just eat, like, the cheeks of their face served to you medium rare.
0: It's <laughs> the most terrifying thing I've ever heard.
1: <laughs> Ryan, if you were forced to eat a strange animal, what would you eat?
2: God. God. I mean, sh- I- I'm trying to, like, balance, like, what I think would actually taste good <laughs> and what would and what's just, like... <laughs> yeah, I mean, octopus is both taste good and are incredibly smart. But
1: people eat octopuses. all yeah, yeah, the time. Yeah, they're not
2: endangered, though. And then the other part of the funny hypothetical is what's the most like unreasonably endangered thing that I could <laughs> <Yeah>. eat? <laughs> like, what would I be doing the most harm in eating? Um, <laughs> yeah, like What if I just ate, ate a bald eagle or something like that? <laughs> yeah.
0: Stay tuned for our next Naked Gun episode where uh, Jimmy John is the, the guest.
1: You eat a bald eagle. You want to eat like a California condor too?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe at the same time, maybe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh boy, that's good.
2: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Disclaimer: Ryan Hasegawa doesn't actually want to eat a bald eagle. Don't add me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I have to do. I have to do as good as as those. Oh man. Ah, oh, what should I eat? What would i be forced to eat a strange animal i've turned down bear before because i thought that oh, was sad
0: interesting i i tried to make connor eat a bear one time What? <laughs> yeah
1: talia do you want to tell this story
0: um we went to this medieval restaurant in estonia that was like very medieval themed and i was like hey Con-, like me being the wonderful vegetarian i'm like hey connor you should order the like if you're gonna order meat you may as well order the bear and then connor's like no 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 i can't get that you're like why like, well if you're eating meat you may as well eat the most egregious thing possible
1: and then you know i did after i said i can't eat a bear i can't i ordered lamb
2: <laughs> oh i mean lamb's not the craziest yeah. thing people eat lamb all the time it's Bears. not but you know it's, yeah. it's like it's like a much
1: more like it's a smaller animal like breed of like the child of a sheep is slaughtered and then eaten
2: <laughs> yeah i guess so yeah, Would but you I won't eat like a big be a, bear, a bear cub. Then <laughs>
1: no, no, exactly, and then that's like the wordplay. Basically, yeah. like, I won't eat like a big dynamic
0: predator. But I'm like,
2: oh yeah, I'll eat. I'll eat that sheep's Yeah, stand. I, could I probably care. take. I could probably take the bear cub. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. You should have gotten the bear, and then that Russian guy wouldn't have been alienated when we played foosball with him, oh, and I then tried it. to be friends with him, and then he was like, couldn't exit the conversation got with us more and more turned off by us as like the night went on. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> he could have just left. He didn't he though. Have, like like just left. he
1: just kept staying, and like you could tell he was losing interest in the conversation. But he just kept sticking around. Like he could have been like, "Hey, it was cool talking to you guys. Like I gotta go." But he even invited you to go somewhere, Tyler. He was like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to this hookah bar, and like after the soccer game, you can come if you want." And you're like, "I want to go." And he's like, "Oh, I didn't think he'd say yes to that shit." <laughs> <laughs>
2: It doesn't seem like a very Russian thing to say, though. It just be like, oh, had fun talking to you. Like, if anything, I would just have expected him to just abruptly leave the conversation or something. Even
1: that would have been fine, but the, the dude was, it was strange. Like, I remember Tyler was being so, you you were so insulted after Tyler. You're like, like, why did he do that? Like, why did he just leave? And me and Tyler were both very drunk <laughs> I was this annoyed.
0: Point. I'm like, he should have just left earlier and I wouldn't have been offended. Like, yeah. it's more so that he just held it up. Mm-hmm. in this artifice of conversation for so long. It's like, dude, just fucking leave. I don't care. I'm never gonna see you again. Yeah.
1: But like the fact that like he just he stuck around for so long. It was just it was just silly at that point where we're like, are we hanging out? And he's like, No, no <laughs> <laughs>
2: great
0: story though he's the one who invited us i was like dude why did you even invite us if you don't want to hang out with us whatever i don't care he was boring and anyway. like, he was I'm talking not... about
1: math and stuff the entire time and i was so annoyed because right across the room was like this group of people who were playing who just got off playing dungeons and dragons and i wanted to go over and talk to them really bad but i was too nervous too <laughs> oh when in estonia All right next time but what animal would i eat I think the animal that I would eat was I will eat an eye eye. Have you guys ever heard of those things? I don't
2: know what that is.
1: Look up a picture of an eye eye. Is that a Pokemon? No, it's not a Pokemon. How it it looks like a po. Just e y e y. I think Just eye
2: hyphenated. Uh, you. That's not a thing. <laughs> it's not e y e y. Like an eye eye, like
1: two eyes, like e y e y e y e.
2: Well, there's a Korean website called oh, E-Y-E-Y-E it. official.
1: It's like a lemur? <laughs> yeah, it's like a
2: lemur. What the hell? Why can't I animal f- animal? Oh, oh, that, Oh, that. <laughs> I had to separate it out. Yeah. <laughs> I just put it together. That's <laughs> why <laughs> so I was getting a <laughs> lot of weird results. <laughs> These are... Whenever
0: I see a lemur, I just think of Disney's dinosaur from 2000. Oh, not yeah, I don't blame you. Foo.
1: No, yeah, it's a boomerfoo.
0: But yeah, they're they're gross night lemurs and they have
1: long, disgusting fingers, and I kinda imagine popping those in my mouth like chicken nuggets or something.
2: Eating the sucking the eyeballs out of their skull. Like
1: Yeah, sucking the eyeballs out of their skull.
0: Chopping the That's horrible. Yeah. I don't like this game. <laughs> I, like this game. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't like this game.
2: It's a continuing tradition of make Tyler uncomfortable by the end of the podcast.
0: Yep. <laughs> We're doing it. Uh, Well you the fingers are so like Very like Voldemort fingers Yeah, they have gross
1: long fingers that they stick in holes And that's what they grab like termites and bugs out of And they just like spear them and they take them out And they just eat them Uh, Honestly, good for them, that's what they're meant for Exactly, yeah, they got good poking fingers (laughs) But they're like a rat and a lemur Had like a baby, it's disgusting I think it's a really gross looking animal
2: So you just took personal offense to how this animal was designed, and you're just like, yeah, I, I just, just didn't like eat it out of spite. <laughs>
1: exactly. If
2: I found one in the wild
1: and I was starving, I'd be like, "I'm gonna eat you." <laughs> I don't care if <laughs> I get sick. I'm gonna eat you. <laughs> you're an aesthetic. You're a d- disgusting aesthetic to me.
0: <laughs> I feel like we like barely talked about this movie, but there's like not too much to talk about. There's
1: nothing to talk about. Exactly. Like like I don't yeah. know. Like
0: what? What's... I think like the first one there was like more of a plot, and like this one there is a plot, but it's like all george bush based and like and, i don't know and there's like the it's evil like, group whatever. of like energy conglomerate like that's it it's the injustice league of energy
1: conglomerate people <laughs> yeah. there's a double that they want to yeah. use for the man who wants to who's supposed to advise the president to pick clean energy over you know coal and oil and all that crap
0: yeah it's kind of like whatever and like i i i appreciate there being that whole clean energy like subplot just because i know david zucker like actually likes that stuff Mm -hmm. and like supports all of that so it's just funny that like this is like his most like if you're looking at him as an auteur like this is the thing that affects him most directly you know he's like oh i really like clean energy yeah so i'm gonna make a whole movie about it in 1990 which is kind of wild if you think about it but like He's Whatever. Time. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know what but, uh, still is. at the end of the day, I still like the first one more. I don't know. Yeah, Why did very- you like this one more than the first one, Connery? I
1: don't know. I like. I. I think I just said I. I liked it. I liked it more because I laughed a little harder, and I think it's because I gave myself permission to laugh at this one more so than when I was watching the first one, which probably was silly in retrospect. But yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I, my feelings right now is I. I laughed harder in the bits in this that I really enjoyed more so than my kind of continuing like, ha ha, ha ha in the first naked gun.
2: Definitely brain movies yeah. that you need to turn your brain off. Like you, mm-hmm. you will benefit quite a bit mm-hmm. if you just turn your brain off and just, <laughs> yeah, just, Go
1: for it. <laughs> exactly, because my brain was on during all the first Naked Gun, where I was kind of like being oh. hypercritical oh, and like yeah, over-examining nah. <laughs> things. And then when I kind of realized, like, oh, I know what this is now. The entire second to third act, or like end of the second act, being the third act, I kind of got what the movie finally was. And I was like, okay, this is a just absurdist laughier, laugh. Laugh at this movie. So yeah. I'm not gonna. No, no offense. To him. I'm not. I'm not gonna like pick at this much at all for substance beyond yeah,
2: yeah. it's just insane <laughs> yeah yeah that's...
0: no that's fair because that's like the context and like that's a point you mm-hmm. know so it's just like we've been covering so many more franchises that are perhaps a bit more serious yeah you know yeah at least in themselves, like even mm-hmm. something like Twilight is serious in itself, yeah, yeah. in a way. You it's know? very so taking the world seriously.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. even the Indiana Jones yeah. movies, which you could argue are like an homage or even maybe a slight parody of it, are definitely still serious within their, mm-hmm. within their world mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, but this is just like, yeah, we want to parody it and we want to show how goofy all these things are, mm-hmm. in, you know, in and of itself, yeah.
0: One thing I'll definitely say is that Robert Goulet is no Ricardo Montalban. No, he is not. He's not
2: a very uh, good antagonist. I like I like Ricardo Montalban better. Just his <laughs> voice. Just yeah. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> you don't say. Classic con. Yeah. Um, Robert Goulet was apparently like in one of the episodes of Police Squad. Oh, <clears throat> the TV show. Dude, my dad has
2: that entire series on DVD.
0: <laughs> oh that's dope i'll have to borrow it from you yeah seriously i'll Let's see if you can that. just like
2: copy it or something like that i yeah, i don't because i don't i don't even know if you can stream it it's it's just a very obscure series it's it, was, it only ran for like 10 episodes i think mm. but i think joseph said you can watch
0: them all on youtube yeah but um yeah maybe ask ask lloyd if he can uh, mail them to me
2: <laughs> i'll definitely ask he's he's definitely <laughs> down to show people his collection of uh parody movies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> your dad your dad seems cool the more you talk about your dad. Like I think it's the first time we talked about him on the podcast. Yeah. But I oh, know no. You mentioned him in during Indiana Jones too. I'm just like, I want to meet your dad, like talk to him about movies. Well these all
2: these movies that we've covered are pretty much like movies that he, you know, showed me as a kid, you know, that were like were yeah. like things that kind of like shaped my taste in movies and humor and stuff. <laughs> so that's why I'm so excited to talk about this particular film and any other like Zucker Brothers Productions because I'm just like man this is like <laughs> what I remember well I, I think the greatest part about it is that it's the first thing that I think I watched with my dad where we were both laughing equally hard like Aww. he he took he took me to see Scary Movie three in theaters and or, yeah th- you know three or four and we were just like laughing so i've never seen him laugh so hard and the thing it was it was so dumb because it was like just the the most simple fart jokes that just got him every time (laughs) and i was just like oh i see where i get it from okay I'm, i'm okay with this yeah
0: i think the biggest thing for me for my dad or whatever is like uh just any time, just it, like the only thing that made him like crack up was Jackass in any of those movies. Like that was the thing because he's just like, oh, I remember when I was young and was like dirt biking and stuff. He's just like, smash your balls and shit.
2: Like that's just the funniest, dumbest shit ever. Yeah, I don't think I ever watched Jackass with my dad. I think that that was a little bit too far outside of his comfort zone because those were, like, real people getting hurt yeah. into him. He's just also yeah. a paranoid, like, overprotective kind of guy. So he's just, I'm sure he would watch that and just be like, oh, that's that's an insurance problem right there. Oh, God. Oh, God. Think of the loss. Think of the liability on that. How, oh, that, that's going to mess him up later in life. You're <laughs> not wrong, but, like... Oh, no, yeah. Uh
1: Wow, we really touched every part of this movie, didn't we? We talked about even Jackass <laughs> I made an appearance. Did.
0: Yeah. I mean, Richard Griffiths, I never realized, had a full career before Harry Potter. And I'm very thankful for it because a lot of it was comedic. Mm-hmm. Definitely, everybody check out King Ralph. Last time I watched it, it was on Peacock, mm-hmm. the streaming app. Oh, wow, you got um, that one too now? Lucky? Yeah, I, lo- <laughs> I tried showing Lillian and we never finished it, I think. But like, I, I really like King Ralph. <laughs> it's just so goofy. It's like very much in the in the strain of this. It's like less pun based, but it's just like I'm a New York pizza man who's now the king of England and plays piano. It's very much your your sense of humor, Tyler. Like rolled up in a movie. absolutely <laughs> the pizza <laughs> man becomes to king. This.
2: The wacky every game, yeah. Pizza time.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan, do you have any like final? I mean, I guess you kind of already did that, but do you have any final uh, message on this movie, on why you like Naked Gun in general as a franchise or anything? Um, I before think, we wrap up, I, I think I
2: think kind of you guys touched on it a little bit. Like, I think that these movies are definitely worth watching, and I'd say to any of our listeners if they're interested in watching any of these movies or any of the parody movies, like just turn your brain off and just kind of enjoy the ride for what it is, because that's I and I think that especially all of us as filmmakers and film film students and all this stuff have a tendency to overanalyze a lot of stuff. And then we kind of like get a little bit further away from the enjoyment that we had as kids of just like, you know, not really having a frame of reference of what to enjoy or how to enjoy it. So being able to go into a movie and just kind of like turn your brain off and just kind of enjoy it for what it is, is definitely something that I'm kind of more prone to uh, gravitating to nowadays. I'm just really, really enjoying myself and being you know content with that and it doesn't need to be any deeper than it is it's just fun and i'm enjoying myself in a movie theater sometimes with my parents sometimes just at home like with a beer
1: (laughs) i think that's a very positive healthy outlook to view things ryan congratulations that's awesome thanks what about you connor do you have any final notes so far so good i can't wait to see what the third one
0: has in store for me tyler final notes um, I forgot to mention this, but I guess it was like my moniker for this episode. But I do like it <laughs> when they're like, "Oh, can we ha- handle as like adults?" And it's like, "Sure, Mister Poopy Pants." <laughs> 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 it's like the stupidest thing childish. ever. Childish. <laughs> I do enjoy that a lot. <laughs> it's okay to be childish when you're an adult, because otherwise, what are you doing? Yeah, you know. What, what did Epiphany adult. say to us during um,
1: Shark Boy and Lava Girl? She said like. Stay young as long as possible. Always be in the loop, and you'll never truly be old, or something like that. <laughs>
0: the Great Lava Girl from Sharkboy and Lava Girl, The Adventures of Sharkboy and Lava Girl right. 3D, which we covered before this. Um, yeah, you know that's that's totally my thing. <laughs> there you go. That's all I have to say, really. Nice. Um, yeah, turn it, turn off your brain. Um, try not to overthink it too much in terms of being an eighties movie, and I think go into it more. I don't think it's anything that's inherently too offensive, but then again, I could be wrong. But at the same time, like, yeah, maybe have less j- jokes based on like touching women's boobs. Yes, that's uh, that's a bit much. Uh, obviously, that's part of why I like the first one more. Um, but you know, I don't know. <clears throat> I, I I think this movie's still funny. But I think maybe in part of the namesake, I'd still give this two and a half out of four stars.
1: <laughs> two and a half out of four stars. <laughs>
0: hey, that's uh, pretty good. Out of four. <laughs> if it was out of five, that wouldn't be so good. No. But out of four. That's, that's pretty good. Right,
2: right in so the good. center. Yeah.
0: I'm hoping the third one will be better. And by third one, I mean 33. I was going to say, the 33
2: 33 next one, third. you got to give it a 33 and a third out of, what, like <laughs> yeah, 50 or 100 or whatever you want to <laughs> rank it
0: on. <laughs> I like the first one better, but the second one still got some laughs. I definitely just laughed out loud at certain points. So mm-hmm. It has some good
1: belly laugh moments for me, more so than the than the first one. But I guess now that that's all said and done, and we close the book on Naked Gun 2 and a half, Ryan, do you have anything to plug?
2: Uh, not really. Yeah, I just, you know, maybe I will the next time I'm on. Um, hopefully we'll get around to shooting something or, you know, getting... <laughs> getting something going but for right now i'm just kind of busy with my own stuff so check me out on my instagram if you guys want to it's just instagram or instagram handles uh just at ryan hasagawa um you know, just you know drop drop me a message on there saying how much you like uh the, the naked gun series <laughs> <laughs>
0: What was the conceit for you being on here? And oh yeah, Richard Lamb has to yeah he has to be on a movie about, about apes monkeys. at some point. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, or sorry, apes specifically. Yeah, it'd be right, good, better yeah. if it was Planet of the Apes. But I will maybe Mighty Joe Young or something like that. You guys can. Oh figure it out. damn, <laughs>
0: it's not even a franchise. It's not. It's I thought not they made more than one of those. There's a
2: remake. I was gonna say my biggest bummer in life
0: is that Dunson Jackson is not a franchise because I would absolutely have Richard on for that.
1: Oh man! Well, that's gonna make. I'm really excited for Planet of the Apes. Are we gonna do like the Tim Burton ones? Are we gonna do like a giant ape a thon and do all like of them, all of them we're at do once? All of them. Oh my god! That's gonna be like a. That's gonna be a two month thing.
2: <laughs> that's a lot of monkeys.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have to figure it in somewhere.
1: Whew. Well, that's we're gonna have to schedule that into sometime after our very jam packed schedule ahead.
0: <laughs> yeah. But. So, Connor, what do you have to plug?
1: If you enjoyed the sound of my voice and you also enjoy tabletop role playing games, you'll probably enjoy Starship Impala. It's an actual play role playing game where me and four other co hosts play Starship, not Star. We play Starship Impala, and it's called that. We play Starfinder, and you can find it pretty much either on SoundCloud or on the Apple Podcast app. So there you go. I've realized I haven't mentioned where to find it in like any of my plugs. So there you go, (laughs) Tyler. What do you have to plug, my friend?
0: Excellent. Um, follow me on Instagram at tyami vice because I yes, I did just change my name on Instagram Duh. to conform with my Twitter. You had like
1: an identity it's crisis on your Twitter on on Instagram where you were like, "Yes, it's me, Tyler. Don't worry, everyone." <laughs> do elaborate, Connery. Well, you just changed your profile picture and you changed your name. You're like, "Don't worry, everyone. It's still me." tyler
0: i said hi it's me tyler dennering i'm doing so great during this pandemic where (laughs) covid cases in la are one in five and (laughs) i I guess i didn't read who knows at this point what the government is doing because this episode is coming out three weeks from now but uh yeah follow me at hammy vice on instagram and twitter (laughs) follow us at franchise pod instagram twitter and facebook I was just reading an article today about how feedback isn't super useful most of the time huh. in terms of analytics. So maybe don't email us yeah. at, at gmail.com yeah. because nobody is anyway. So i mean yeah! going to be less dependent on it and <laughs> all your spam, signing us up for spam. <laughs> so you know what, listeners? Whatever, man. Tyler, this
1: is touching on what I, we were literally texting about where... I think you mentioned it's it's funny but melancholy. And so I think we're touching on that for I said this is just just like our show. Funny but melancholy.
0: <laughs> Light and funny but melancholy. <laughs> much like the franchise, The Trip, which we may cover at some point. Yes. Uh but yeah, thank you so much for joining us, Ryan. Yeah, it was anytime. a blast. Well, I awesome want you to be dude. on sooner than Planet of the Apes, hopefully. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, just let me know. You are Connery's mom's favorite guest. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. You're one of the best guests <laughs> of, the best uh, of all the guests.
2: Awesome.
0: <laughs> How do I say this without offending anybody I'm else? better than all everyone, of them. <laughs> everyone, everyone else everyone sucks. Everyone is the best guest. <laughs> but, um,
1: Thank our artists and our music person, Tyler, so Nick will actually make new music for us. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me.
0: <laughs> Thank you to Nick Poverka for our music and Grayson Hansen for our artwork. And until next time... Congratulations, Ed. I heard Edna's pregnant again. I yeah, and when I find the guy that did it. Good joke. Classic joke. And He's always like, hey, don't look at all the men who are raising their hands right now. <laughs> right. Bye, everyone. Bye, everybody.
2: Bye-bye.